the face. I don't know. Do you know how to describe the emoji? The one with, oh, you, you mean the one with the expression of the emotion <laughs> captured in text message. Welcome to episode 47 of the Go For Two podcast, a podcast for frustrated football fans by two frustrated football fans. I'm Brad Klein. She's Jenna Alike. And Jenna, with everything going on on Twitter right now, you search up Jenna Alike, you might find search result meant for Katie Nolan. That's why I told you, hey, maybe we have to change the name of the pod to the Go For Two and a Half podcast, potentially. ESPN's Katie Nolan's taking a liking to you. Yeah, um, that's so me and my friend Harrison, who we've spoken about on this podcast, fan of the pod. Um, we've had many interactions with ESPN's Katie Nolan. The most recent coming from um, the episode, obviously last episode, if you guys listened to it, which I'm sure you did, you heard me talk, like reference sports, um, the podcast with Katie Nolan. Um, just because I have, they do a lot of like pop culture and sports together. And I feel like we talked a lot about that last, last episode, which makes sense because well, we are, I we did. are, you I, did, but I like that's more than, and it wasn't even that much, but it was more than usual. So I got some inspiration. It was inspired. So I decided to call the episode, Katie Nolan is Jenna's inspiration because really random story. When I was, I think it was like in 2012, it must've been later because garbage time happened later, but maybe like 2015, a while ago, Katie Nolan was on a show called Garbage Time for Fox Sports, and I remember I watched it with my mom, and Katie Nolan was doing her thing, being funny on television, and my mom turned to me and said, I can see you acting a fool on television like that, too, and I was like, Mom, like, thank you, and ever since, I felt like Katie Nolan is my inspiration, because I'd love to use my humor in the sports world the way she does, and it, and I act a fool, too, so it wasn't an offense to Katie Nolan at all, it was just her being like, fools together and so from there katie has been my inspiration so i i decided i was like might as well retweet this and she answers if you tweet at her she usually answers so let's see if she answers this time our pal our pal let's see if my pal answers and i just said hey katie know that you're my inspiration and then i was like i talked far too much about the sports on on our podcast and then she like put the like i don't know how to describe the emoji (laughs) but the emoji like the one with like the face. I don't know. Do you know how to describe the emoji? The one with, oh, you, you mean the one with the expression of the emotion <laughs> captured in text message. I know I'm not helping. I'm trying to find the tweet so that I can show you and then you can describe it. The like sad eyes. <laughs> like okay. the, the, let's see, hold see on. It? We're on Zoom, so he's going to try. Not really. Okay, I, know I you don't can't really see it. it. You can't see it. It's okay. There we go. There we go. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Okay, so it's just like tearing up. I got it. Yeah, it's like the, the tearing up guys. Yeah, the puppy, puppy dog, dog eyes. Go. Yeah. Got so to paint a picture in broadcasting. So yeah, so there we go. We have that, and so that was my interaction with Katie Nolan. Part I think like three or four. She wished me happy birthday, hey. um, and then she for and then a week later she remembered it was my birthday and another Twitter Twitter interaction that we that me and my friend had with her. So a lot of Katie Dolan. Maybe one day she'll be the 2.5. Maybe she'll come on the pod. She said on the most recent episode that she has a lot of time to be on whoever's podcast. I don't think she meant ours, but maybe she meant ours. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jenna. If Katie Nolan says, hey, I'm down to do the Go For Two podcast, but only with Jenna, I'm out. Okay, I'll quit. Brad, I, would ki- I would kick you out in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'd kick myself out. It's I'd, fine. I it's would cool. block you out of the Zoom message. Katie Nolan, it's yeah. just me and you. A good face. Oh. I'm not sorry. You would have to. Um, you'd have to go. You, you just have to. 
That's fine. Well, look, while I'm still on the pod, we got a lot to talk about here. A lot going on down in Houston with, oh man, Houston doubling down on a bad decision from one year ago. Should the Seahawks trade Russell, Russell Wilson? We'll let you know. But Jenna, we start today with J.J. Watt, the news of the week going to, drum roll. I can't do it. I have nowhere to drum. The Cardinals. The, the Cardinals, Cardinals land J.J. Watt for an even 30-ish million dollars. Pretty big sum for the former defensive player of the year. What do you think of this move for Arizona? What do you think of the fit for one J.J. Watt? I'll say this. I didn't say it. I didn't say this was my pick, but when we were talking about this last week, I was kind of like, Arizona, that's an option. Because DeAndre Hopkins was like, hey, man, come to Arizona. And it come felt hither. like – and it felt like J.J. Watt was that kind of guy, that he'd want to go with a former teammate and kind of have success with someone that he knew and also, like, be like, ha-ha, to an organization that had done him wrong. And what a better teammate, what a better place than, than Arizona. They're in a place to make a push for the playoffs. I don't know if they're quite there yet. Um, I'll talk in my what was trending kind of the Deshaun Watson um, implications. And, you know, obviously the, the Cardinals have a quarterback in Kyler Murray. Um, so it looks, it looks like it's going to be a good fit. Um, the whole saga, the whole JJ Watt saga was so much. You had, he's liking tweets. He's posting pictures. Changing his Peloton bio. He's changing everything. Could he be to the Browns, to the Packers, to the Bills? Well, folks, I don't think anyone thought it was Arizona. I think the only indication that we got was, you know, uh, Tom uh, Hopkins was like, dude, come. <laughs> and so he was like, sure. And, he, and JJ was like, not going to lie. I love the weather here in Arizona. Not going to say that that was like the main factor, but it was kind of nice. Um, so I think it's good. Um, I think – I don't remember what the stat is, but him and Chandler Jones together – um, on that defense, um, pressuring the quarterback is going to be something special. I'm excited Syracuse to see alum. it. Syracuse alum always got a always got a plug SU. So yeah, I I like it and I think it makes sense. And what are your thoughts? Where do, do you like where he ended up, or you would have preferred somewhere else? Yeah, I like it. I, I think it's going to be big for the Cardinals because at this point now they basically have everything that you need to be a winning football team, right? And especially with Chandler, Chandler Jones on one flank. J.J. Watt on another, and both of them are a little older, definitely on the older side, but that's still enough to have a good enough defense when you have that ridiculous offense and DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. And ironically, that's where my mind went to first when I heard the news. It was not, oh, you know, J.J. Watt going to reunite with DeAndre Hopkins. That was the second thing. The first thing was, man, this is what having a really good really young quarterback does completely changes your franchise not just the team the franchise I don't think J.J. Watt would have given the Cardinals a second look if they were just oh that warm team down over there no he went there because they have a good chance to win they have a good chance to win because of Kyler Murray and this is a defensive end we're talking about being attracted by to a team to a different city because of what a 24 year old question mark Young guy. That's it. So, Kyler Murray, a franchise. So, there you go. It's going to be an interesting move. I think it's a good fit for the second half of his career. We move on now. The Vikings released Kyle Rudolph, star tight end. Had some good moments in Minnesota. Had some Pro Bowl appearances. What do you think of the move to cut ties? It was, it's, it's 
obvious, I say obvious, but like it's probably needed. <laughs> it makes sense. It wasn't something that I was overly like, wow, they shouldn't have done that or they should have done that. Ten seasons. Um, ten seasons. That's the thing that stinks is that he was there for a long time. But at some point, you you got to cut ties, um, which stinks. But you have players like it's very reminiscent, not to the same extreme, but like Jason Witten, like players that have been there for a long time that you just have to be like, we're releasing you, we're done with you. Um, it always stinks. I think Kyle Rudolph has more in the tank than Jason Witten did, um, for sure. But um, yeah, it would you know it stinks that this player who was in a city for so long he had to say farewell to the fans. It kind of was unexpected. It wasn't something that we, you know, had talked about previously, um, about rumors that he might get released. So all in all, it kind of stinks. I don't really know what the Vikings are doing, just in general. This is something I thought of. Like, what is the point of the Vikings currently? Like, I don't know if Kirk Cousins is the answer, and I think him – thank goodness for Ju- Justin Jefferson, or else I'd say there's no hope. Oh, yeah. and then Adam Thielen. But, like, other than that, like, they're not really that flashy. They had, like, a few years where they were interesting – and really it fizzled out down the stretch. And I guess that's culminated in the Kyle, uh, Kyle Rudolph release. I guess. But, you know, I'm looking at his stats. And, and I do think he still has more in the tank. He hasn't been elite since 2017, let's be honest. I mean, eh, maybe 2018. So uh, the past two seasons, he's been mediocre at best. Hasn't missed a game. And also, actually, that's not true. Hasn't missed a start. He played all tw- – he started all 12 games uh, last year and uh, the, the ones that he played. And then he – played and started in 16 in 2019 and over the past two seasons combined you're looking at just about a thousand yards you have over seven million dollars locked in on a tight end when your offense really relies on the outside receivers and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson so to me it actually makes sense I don't want to be that guy that says yeah you should have cut a household name in Minnesota the guy who's been selling jerseys for a few years but Kyle Rudolph at seven million dollars I don't see it there agreed yep it's time to let go I I I get it yeah it just thinks it just thinks for the whole I don't know not the PR part of it but just like yeah it's it's a guy that thinks for the fans yeah it's the young kids that that have a Kyle Rudolph jersey that's all so move on now. A lot of Russell Wilson jerseys in Seattle and a lot of tears potentially shed if Russell Wilson is traded. The rumors have been going on for a few weeks now. Didn't think that this would be the real QB carousel horse that we're looking at right now in the offseason, but we knew there would be a QB carousel. It looks like Russell Wilson is on it potentially. Should the Seahawks move on from Wilson? No. Um, the Seahawks should not move on from Russell Wilson because what's the answer? Like, what are you going to do? Like Matt Flynn, you can just bring back no. Matt Flynn. No. And I think that I say that for every quarterback. I, um, I've been asked like, Oh, how do you feel about Russell Wilson potentially being the quarterback of the Raiders? Cause they, he's been tied to them. And I'm like, cool. Like, fine. He's, he's a, he's a good quarterback. I think he's better than Derek Carr. I love Derek Carr, but I think he—I think he's better. My thing is about the whole Derek Carr thing is I don't want you to trade him away for nothing. Like, we need an answer at quarterback still. And I think it's the same thing for the Seahawks. If you trade him, who do you have? What are you doing? Because your team has a nice young core. You have DK Metcalf, um, you know, lightening up this past season in the sophomore season. What are you doing? I, I know that there has been some tension, apparently. Um, Russell Wilson has not demanded a trade, but he 
has said some destinations that he'd be more than happy to go. Um, so I think if you're the Seahawks, you definitely don't trade him. Um, it's a non-negotiable. I don't, th- and I don't think that the trade talk is necessarily coming from the Seahawks side. I think it's a Russell Wilson thing more than anything else. Yeah, and, and but that's that's got to be a point of emphasis, right? Is that if Russell Wilson is not happy and the players have more power right now than ever before, then that matters, right? It matters just like it does in Houston. It matters in Seattle. And uh, this is a guy that I, I agree with you. you. You can't trade him no matter what. And and to me, the situation is is nothing like Deshaun Watson. Absolutely nothing. First of all, longevity. You want to talk about the real burn of moving on from a franchise cornerstone. You compare Deshaun Watson to Russell Wilson, you just can't. Both of them play at an MVP level without winning an MVP. But, man, Russell Wilson's been doing it for so long. He's 32. He's, he's never missed a game, never missed a start. That's a fact. 144 of 144. He's been there, and he's really turned the franchise around. And I do think that there's enough to sell in Seattle. You need to bolster the defense, of course. But you can definitely have enough, if you're Seattle, to to change Russell Wilson's mind. If he really wants out, you can say, hey, look at the locker room. Look at our pockets. We're going to make the locker room even better. It's going to be fine. We're going to win more we're gonna win again right there's a selling point there Houston doesn't have that so for me to to get this and 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 to hear Russell Wilson's name being whispered along with the same way that we were whispering beyond or rather uh excuse me Deshaun Watson's name a few weeks ago and even still are it's a it's a bit of a head scratcher yeah, I wouldn't compare him to Watson either there is I think the Deshaun Watson relationship with that it's beyond severed <laughs> um it's it's a couple feet under it's really bad um he even met i know this week the headline was he met with whoever their coach who they just yep. i forgot his name um just met with the new head coach of the texans and it was like hey man this ain't personal i'm still not coming back <laughs> nothing nothing was accomplished nothing this, gonna make, no. this is not going to make uh, deshaun watson happy either david johnson star running back for houston star Okay, gets another year. The Houston Texans double down on the DeAndre Hopkins, David Johnson debacle, and they give David Johnson another year to keep him in Houston for, an, for one more year, 16 more games of a reminder of the idiocy of the past regime. I'm sure that's going to really change Deshaun Watson's mind, yeah? It's not. It's not at all. And I feel like it's kind of like, oh, you know, our guys have been in the news. J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, two franchise cornerstones. We need the we need a good headline. We need a positive headline. Find us a positive headline. And I think David Johnson's it because they're like, we did a right thing. We did the right thing. We're sticking by it. You know, DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt might go, you know, go to the playoff next year with with the Cardinals and potentially make a deep run. But hey, 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 we like our we like our guy too. We like our guy too. Everything's good over here in in Texas and. I don't think they're convincing convincing anyone. Um, they just needed something to be like, we're fine. We promise. We're fine. Um, it's like, this is what it's like. It's like a rebound, kind of. <laughs> I'm going to try to flesh out this re- this relationship analogy. So it's like the the new the new boyfriend has has a new girlfriend. So the girl's like, I need a guy just to flaunt around. 
And yeah. that's who David Johnson is. David Johnson is the rebound arm candy for the Houston Texans. Big name who hasn't done much in the league um, for quite a bit. So, eh, it's not anything that yeah, I want to talk about further. The, I, just, I feel like you're right that Houston just said, okay, we need someone on the team and we need a different headline besides, hey, your past player is going to go play somewhere else and win somewhere else. And this is it. No one's fooled by this. Houston Texans fans are not happy by this. No one thinks, oh, well, okay. Everyone's gone, but at least David's coming back. We're good. We're chilling. No, that's not the vibe in Houston right now. The vibe is, are you kidding me? You're going to – you got to shovel this you-know-what elsewhere because David Johnson ain't going to cut it. But we move on now because the Bears are making a move that I thought was especially interesting – uh, former Texans, Texas, Texas Longhorn head coach Tom Herman had to put in the Longhorn in there just to differentiate it there. He's going to be an offensive analyst and special projects assistant in Chicago. Now, I thought this was interesting because he was such a big name not one, two years ago in college football as a head coach, as the leader of a program, even as a guy who's a candidate to be a head coach in the NFL, what, two, three years ago at that point. And now to be what, what seems like a glorified intern in Chicago, <laughs> I can't believe he even took the job. Yeah, I, I read into this a little bit because at first I read that you put this in the doc and I was like, okay, like what's, what's, the, what's the catch? And I, you explained it to me, the thing, is, or you just explained that it's kind of like this guy was supposed to be the next guy and now he is. I love the glorified intern. That's what it sounds like. I was like, what the heck is an offensive analyst and special projects assistant? That's not special a Special projects is coffee. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is, but I read a little bit into it. Um, I read an article from 24-7 Sports, like the Longhorns edition, and I think – so he has ties with with Matt Nagy's, like, agent or something. So they, they have tie. he has ties to the Bears, and the goal of this is just for him to figure out kind of, like, if he wants to coach in the NFL. Like, he's supposed to, like, get his feet wet with the NFL to see if this is something that he wants to continue and for him to learn it. You're making it sound more like an internship. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. Okay, Jake, here's the deal. You're going to get some coffee, okay? You're going to pay your dues. But really, just to see if you want to pursue a job in this field, (laughs) it's very important to know what you don't want to do just as much as what you do want to do. All right, Tom? Good? Good. Yeah, it's like an internship. I can't believe when this guy took the Texas job from Houston, I feel like he was getting NFL head coaching buzz then. He comes from Houston after just completely revolutionizing that Cougar program, and everyone thinks he's going to be the messiah of Texas football. Looked like he was going to do it for, what, a few minutes? Yeah. And then we look, we look a few minutes later, and Texas is still Texas, not Texas, not Texas. Not Texas, yeah. Not Texas it. as we used to know him, and – and now he's fired. So we'll see. Maybe this is the beginning of something beautiful. I don't know. But Chicago, Chicago is going to be a very ragtag squad next year. I can tell. It's going to be an interesting, interesting team, interesting year in Chicago. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, for all we know, could be a bear. Who knows? But there have been rumors left and right about the 49ers QB. He's going to be traded. He's going to be cut. He's going to start in San Francisco. He's going to stay. Who knows what's going to happen? But The rumors continue to to swirl, and Jimmy G insists he's not worried. He's not concerned. 
He doesn't think he's going anywhere. My question to you, Jenna, is could you keep that even keel? Would you be worried? I know I would. There's no way, based on his play, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm chilling. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to. Originally, I was like, yeah, you know, just like, I don't know. I, that's the, the one that's the expected response. I wouldn't expect a quarterback to come and be like, I don't know. I'm a little oh. nervous. I might not be in San Fran anymore. I don't think he's going to say that. But, yeah, he hasn't really lived up to the hype that he created. You believe him. Created. Um, that, yeah, I believe that he's, that he's not too concerned. Because um, mm-hmm. what he's probably – I feel like a lot of these situations, what they're getting fed is you're our guy, you're our guy, because they need to do that just in case they don't find their new guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're our guy, you're our guy, you're our guy. Next thing you know, you're shipped off. <laughs> like, I don't think it's something that's like, uh, you know, unless – you request a trade or something like that it's not something that's always mutual with lots of talking and lots of kumbaya I think it's just like we're shipping you off so I think I believe him um I think he should be concerned he hasn't played um very well in San Francisco I do think that you know he's had some injury issues as well um so it's been kind of hard to gauge him completely because he's been you know, mediocre at, at best when he has been healthy, but even when he has, like, he's been on the line of mediocre and he toggles between the two, like between going above, slightly above or slightly below. Um, so I don't know. I think I, when I'm not sure about a quarterback, like I'm not sure about Jimmy Garoppolo, I always say like, give him one more year. Let's see what happens. And then we can like, once you know for sure that he is not your guy, maybe they, they might know he for sure he's not the guy and that's fine. But one, like, you need to know for sure before you start making any rash decisions because I'm going to say it again. What's your answer? <laughs> Unless you're trading for another quarterback, what's your answer? If not yeah. Jimmy G. Yeah. It might have been a very different conversation between Jimmy Garoppolo and 49ers management if he had won that Super Bowl. Seems like a long time ago at this point that Jimmy G led the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl. And, and that's where we move on now is that the Chiefs, after that Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes still wiping off the black and blues from all those sacks. And Brett Veach, the GM, says, hey, we're going to rebuild that offensive line with a hodgepodge of veterans and some new young talent. My question is, are you confident that they will rebuild Mahomes' protection? Hmm. Um, okay, yeah. So I think that they will. I have a lot of confidence in the Chiefs as an organization. Um, and I think that their offensive line wasn't – completely horrible until they had the whole injury situation before the Super Bowl and then That's it was true. truly horrible I think they were above average um within the league for the better part of the season I think it did fall apart there toward the end I think that's why we are looking at Tom Brady and the Bucks as the Super Bowl champions and not Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs um so I, th- I have no I have no doubt that they are going to figure this out uh the Chiefs are a very good team if you didn't know and they hit on most of the guys that they <laughs> that they sign or that they, they draft. So I have no concerns. I wish I had concerns. I'd love to say, I don't know. Maybe the chiefs yeah. are imploding. I don't know. As a Raiders fan, there's nothing that would make me happier, but I'm going to be honest. I have a ton of faith in the chiefs. If I were a Kansas City chiefs fan, I'd be, I've said, I, I'd be cruising for the next few years because no matter what they say, I'm believing it until they've proven me wrong. Yeah, I'm with you. And you hit the nail on the head that Eric Fisher will come back probably day one, week one of next year of yeah. camp. Because it didn't seem like that terrible of an injury. Obviously bad enough to keep him out of the Super Bowl, which 
completely changed the game and did a complete 180 for potentially the result. I still think Tampa Bay actually would have won, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, you're right. The offensive line was not great. It wasn't a complete liability all season the way it was in the Super Bowl. So yeah. I do think they need to rebuild it. And the offensive line depth has to go, has to be uh, a priority this offseason with or without Eric Fisher. But yeah, I'm confident. This is the same team that signed Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey till the end of time with nothing yeah. but what, $15 in their back pocket. They made the contracts work. How, how I, I still don't know. So yeah, if the Chiefs can do that, they can do anything. Yep, I, I'm very confident in the Chiefs, but let's go now to a team that I'm not very confident in. We're going to go all in on the Texans here in our What Was Trending tab. Um, I'm going to start with you, Brad, kind of talk about wh- why you decided to go go back and talk a little bit more about the Texans here. Yeah, I'll start it off here. So Houston is cutting ties with everyone, and apparently Josh McCown was still on the team. Now he's not. They released him. So good. I mean, good. I, I don't think Josh McCown even knew he was still on the Texans. So they cut him. I'd be surprised if any other team signed him to a player role. But with McCown, who knows? All I can tell you is it's the end of something that you really thought ended a very long time ago. Yeah, and it's something that you thought ended a long time ago. And also he was one of the names for the coaching job in Houston. Like, yeah. they're really going deep in-house, which a lot of people had a lot of problems with that, especially because – can we just think about the fact that Eric Bieniemy still not a head coach of a football team, <laughs> which is Crazy. insane, which he has a really level HUD about just like fun little Super Bowl. Publicly. Super- Publicly. No, he seemed like he seemed sincere, but like he was like, yeah, it stinks. Like he was like, yeah, I'm a head better. But the thing is like, if I bring my own, basically he was like, if I bring my own crap <laughs> to practice, like that's not helping this team win right now. Like I need to, like everyone knows my, my business, but I'm going to make sure that we don't talk about it while I'm at work. Like I have a job here. So a lot of like, he had a lot of good, a lot of good things to say during his media ops during the Super Bowl. So cool guy. I'd want him as my head coach. That was the one thing I came out and I was like, I'd hire this man. Like, what did he do wrong? Like what in these meetings? That's the thing. He also doesn't know what, what went wrong. We're not going to, I'm going to digress, but Josh McCown, we will see him again. We know we w- he will, we will. He's been this whole player coach for forever now. Um, so at some I feel point, like he was a player speak. coach even when he was actually a player, like when he was playing. Yeah, he's going to be a coach coach soon. Um, it's just a matter of time. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, my what was trending is also Houston related. Um, obviously, J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins are free, as Antonio Brown once said. I'm free. Yeah, just like that. Um, life is good, according to a video that DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, put out on Twitter. And the thing that's kind of sad is there's a whole bunch of memes about how DeAndre, uh, De- goodness gracious, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, there we go, that's how you say it normally. Deshaun Watson was like, his buddies, his buddies had left him and went to go to a better situation. And all he wants to do is leave. He just wants to leave, and it's, it kind of stinks that Arizona has their answer at quarterback because it would have been really great to have, like, you know, the big three of the Houston Texans reunited. They could have been Arizona. the Arizona Texans. They could have been the Arizona Texans, um, and I kind of love that. But everyone in the NFL is just like, oh, poor Sean. Can we just let this guy go? Like, at some point, you just have to let him go, and the Texans are even worse off right now because they're not even, like, picking up phone calls. Yeah. Which is – 
the biggest, like, the jerkiest move of them all. But you let J.J. Watt go, oh, we mutually parted ways. You know, justice for Deshaun Watson. He deserves to leave. Um, and so it just thinks, <laughs> it just truly thinks that he's not in. And everyone in the NFL was kind of like, oh, poor Deshaun. Like, can we just stop with this drama and just let him go? Be happy with whatever team he chooses, whether that be the Jets or the Dolphins or whoever else. Can we just do that? But no, the NFL has to be difficult. The Houston Texans have to be awful, so they're not going to do that. But poor Deshaun Watson was what I put in my what was trending tab. Sad. Yeah, we've talked about the Texans more than any other team in the history of this pods pod in a single episode before, probably, right? Probably. I mean, this is crazy. We probably talked about the Texans more than we've talked about Phillip Rivers and the Colts <laughs> the entire season. So, yeah. Houston Texans fans listening at home, you're welcome. We're sorry, and I'm well. You're welcome, and I'm sorry. So, yeah. Yeah, sorry. All right, Brad. It's time for our flagship. Let's hear that music that we both love so much. Fan <gasps> frustration. So we're back. We're back. You just heard that great theme song. Brad, good job putting that together. We never talked about it, but it's truly fantastic. Yeah, it's my friend Casey Camille voicing it. So So they called him in high school. We called him Casey the Real Deal Camille. Yep. Thank you to Casey the Real Deal Camille. We appreciate your your voice of voicing of that. All right. So I'm gonna get to to the fan frustrations now. Brad, I'm gonna let you go first. Might as well get the Jets out of the way because my uh, my Raiders one is pretty pretty usual, pretty common, not surprising. Right. So let's get something new, fresh. Oh well, so the Jets cut Henry Anderson, edge rusher, who I don't know has not been productive since we signed him, which was a few years ago at this point. Two years ago, uh, we signed him for three years, twenty five million dollars, and he was commanding nine ish, I I believe million dollars for next year so it was a no-brainer to cut him because since we signed him he had he's had a a sack and a half and before we signed him that one year before we signed him we had he had seven so just completely evaporated after we paid paid him that's good I I liked cutting Henry Anderson now I just here's my problem okay and this is why I'll never be a happy person not just a fan, person. Person in general. Person. Right. It's because when something good happens, okay, typically good comes after the bad, right? It's good because it's not bad. It's good that we don't have Henry Anderson because we used to have Henry Anderson and that was bad, right? Okay. So Jets fans are rejoicing that Henry Anderson is gone. But I'm thinking back to the time that we actually gave this guy $25 million for three years of football, and he only gave us a sack and a half? Do you know what the math on that is, Jenna? Do you know what the math is on that? All right, let's look. Let's look. 25, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. That's a million over 1.5. Okay, good. We paid $16,666,666.70 for per sack. That was the deal. So, yeah. Not great. 
Thanks for doing that math for us to really break it down. That's Don't sad. thank me. Thanks, Siri. All right. Well, thanks, Siri, for um, all of that. I'm glad that I don't have any of that on my phone. So that didn't like trigger anything. Um, uh, so, yeah, let's. That, that was... Oh, you mean like the, uh, the whole smart speaker situation? Yeah. I'm going to ruin every listener's yeah. life right now. Alexa. Uh oh. I just realized I have one. All right. Go home. Shh. Stop. Stop. Calm down. It's okay. Stop. Okay. Good. Never all right. Again. We're all good. Right. Now that we've messed Got myself up... in the foot there. Now that we've messed up uh, Siri users and Alexa users, let us let us uh, move on. I, the one thing about your um, fan frustration that made me think of was like the Le'Veon Bell situation of just like paying this guy for doing nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Did nothing. Um, and nothing it was a ex- big deal when we signed Henry Anderson too. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it was. My fan frustration is is very similar to what um, it, it's been this whole time. Obviously. Um, some Raiders fans, a pocket, I don't think it's a very popular pocket of the internet, believes that Derek Carr is the reason for all of the Raiders' issues. The Raiders didn't make the playoffs because of Derek Carr. The Raiders aren't good because of Derek Carr. The Raiders are 8-8 eight eight because of Derek Carr. Which is just flat out not true. But they like completely forget that our defense isn't isn't good. And I am I am the the preacher of the, you know. I need quarterbacks to win games. I say that with Philip Rivers all the time. That's my major gripe with him. You know, he just he throws away games all the time and his teams don't win. But the thing about Philip Rivers is that he had the Colts defense behind him and then he had the Chargers defense which is pretty solid or was pretty solid while he was there and still had problems winning football games. Derek Carr has nobody on the defense. Nobody. So Colin Coward said on his show that the Raiders were eight and eight this season, not because, or it was because of Derek Carr, but it was because Derek Carr brought them to eight and eight. They would not have been eight and eight without Derek Carr, which is so very true. And he's completing over, over the past two seasons, completing over 70% of his passes. I think he had 48 touchdowns and like 13 interceptions over the past two seasons, he's lighting he's lighting it up with their uh, with Henry Ruggs. He has a deep threat now. Nelson Aguilar is all of a sudden our deep threat too. So like you cannot say it is the offense's fault. And that's what I'm saying to that pocket of Raider Nation. Wins are not a quarterback stat, and I'm the one who's usually like win football games for me. But in this case, like it's almost abundantly clear that 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 is not how this works. You can say like. I think it becomes more importantly in the playoffs, maybe. Like, that makes sense. Because at least the team has made it to the playoffs. But right now in the regular season, our football team is 8-8. Eight and eight. That's not good. That's not on Derek Carr. He can only do so much. They're averaging over, you know, 20 points a game, probably right in that 25 area. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty decent. It's not going to win every game, but that's not, that's not horrible. Um, if the defense could stop anybody, it would be pretty good. So, I don't think the offense is our problem. And I think that little slice of Raider nation just needs to go away. Um, and they're getting really excited about Russell Wilson, which is cool. I'm okay with Russell Wilson. Again, it's someone, my thing is like, you better give me the same or an upgrade of Derek Carr. If we're, we're going to get rid of him. That's, yes or no. What? Derek Carr and two ones for Russell Wilson. Okay. I don't hate it. Okay. I don't hate it. 
Um, because I think I think he will be an upgrade. But the thing is, like, the defense is still the defense. I think yeah that that's still an issue, and so that's why a lot of now here's the difference though. Russell Wilson has made the playoffs without a defense. Yeah, I think that he's he a better quarter. I think he can make a lot more out of nothing. He's MVP caliber almost every single season. I don't think Derek Carr is that. I think he's top ten every like in the past couple of seasons. Um, but I don't. I think that uh, Russell Wilson is a better quarterback. That's why I'd be okay with it. I need an upgrade at the position. I don't want anyone lower. I don't want a project. I don't want a draft. Sam Darnold. Person. No, I don't want Sam Darnold. I don't want any of that. Give me Derek Carr or someone above him. Russell Wilson, I'd be fine. Like, I, again, Raiders fans just need to realize if you want to trade him, we will have nothing if you do not trade him in the pro, to the proper place. If you trade him to Chicago, what do you want, Mitch Trubisky? You don't want Mitch Trubisky. Raiders fans, I'm pleading with you. You do not want Mitch Trubisky. So as Colin Coward said on his show, Derek Carr is not the problem. So Raiders fans, please stop asking for trades of Derek Carr. Leave the offense alone. We have Derek Carr with Darren Waller, Waller who is – grossly underpaid because he was just kind of like a gamble guy who is a stud we have you know we got to get Nelson Aguilar under contract we have you know our offense is set if we just figure some of the things out don't mess with that I need the defense to be something I can be proud of for once in my life because it's just atrocious and it's not going to happen in one season but just a step a step in the right direction would be great so now this just turned into I'm just frustrated at the Raiders organization I'm frustrated at the Raiders fans. I'm frustrated at myself for being a Raiders fan. The big three Raiders organization fans myself. That's where I'm at today. Come on, Jenna. Ugh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jenna is frustrated with herself. That is a fan frustration first. So, <laughs> go, congratulations. It Thank took you. 47 episodes Thank for you. us to turn the finger and point fingers at ourselves. So, you know what? Go for two podcast history. Congratulations. And with that, we'll wrap it up. That's it. That's all we have for you on this edition of the Go For Two podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We're assuming you're doing so on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But that's where we are. Just as a reminder, Apple Podcasts is no problem. It's going to be easier than finding Waldo, FYI, on Spotify. Just type in a podcast for frustrated football fans by two frustrated football fans. You'll probably get there sooner, but just search it up. Get a little thumb cardio in there. No problem. We have some archive episodes on Spotify and SoundCloud, but spot, or rather, excuse me, YouTube and SoundCloud, but Spotify and Apple Podcasts, the best way to find us. Go for the number two pod at gmail.com for fan mail. That's me. For criticism, that's Jenna. We appreciate it. We'll catch you next time.